If you're just starting with your singing journey, or maybe you've actually got some experience under your belt, but you're looking for ways to improve your singing, here are actually four simple steps to help you get started. Now, before we start, I want to quickly remind you of this. Just start. Just start and just do it, right? This is the thing that actually plagued me when I first started learning how to sing. I had this thing called the waiting syndrome. And some of you might have experienced this, right? But basically, I was always waiting for something before I could do it, before I could practice singing, which means maybe I was waiting for my family to be out of the house so I could have the house all to myself. Maybe I was waiting for my schedule to clear up so then I could actually have time to practice. Maybe I was waiting to buy the equipment so then I could actually practice singing. But the thing that I would encourage you, and this is a quote that I actually learned from one of my mentors, which is you either have results or you have reasons. You have results or you have reasons, which means often we're dealt with a similar cards. A lot of us are busy. A lot of us, you know, don't have necessarily a place to practice, but it's not about what cards have been dealt with, but it's about how you deal with that situation. And if you can find a way to make it work, that's a skill that's going to serve you for a long, long time. So if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. I want to encourage you, start thinking about how do I get those results? How do I make it work? even with my current situation. Maybe it's time, maybe it's money. Whatever it's that thing is that's holding you back, there's always a way to make it work. And so hopefully that inspires you. Hopefully this gives you some momentum, right, to apply these next five tips that I'm going to share with you. And team, if you're finding value so far, make sure to hit that follow and subscribe button because wherever you're listening from, right, I will be posting an episode every single Friday because on this channel, we're here to help you demystify learning how to sing. And so please drop a follow, please subscribe, and love to see you for our future episodes as well. Apart from that, let's go back into the episode. So tip number one, master the fundamentals. And so even as you're listening to this, I can hear all the people kind of screaming out, Ivan, you know, I've, I've done the basics or I know I need to master the basics and then I can move on to the next thing. Hear me out here. Because this is actually what I used to think. I used to think, you know, when I would work on the fundamentals, it's because I was a beginner, right? I work on fundamentals because it's level one, right? But with what I've learned now, with what I've discovered now, I'm finding that fundamentals does not actually mean that. What fundamentals actually mean for me now is ideas, sensations, concepts that can be applied to most songs. Now, 90% of the scenarios where you're singing, now I'll give you an example, right? Pitch is a fundamental, right? If you're not singing on pitch, no matter the genre, no matter the exercise, no matter what, you're going to sound a bit funky. <laughs> and so you need to be able to master pitch, right? That's a fundamental. Another idea is breath support. Breath support is a fundamental because regardless of the style that you're singing, if you're not able to get a consistent stream of air, you're probably going to sound pretty choppy. You're probably not going to sound as smooth as possible. And you might even have voice cracks. That's why it is a fundamental. Now, what is not a fundamental is mixed voice right? Not everyone needs to be able to access it. I think it's a really useful skill, but some songs don't need it, right? You can go into your falsetto, you can go to like a lighter or different coordination for those high notes. There are plenty of singers who don't do that. And so see if you can start to define for yourself, what are the fundamentals in singing, right? Because once you understand what is a fundamental and what isn't a fundamental, you can now also save time. You can focus on things that actually matter, right? Things that are actually going to be relevant for every bit of your singing. So if you're in this boat and you're thinking, you know, I've already tackled the basics. I know what support is. I know what the buzz is. I want to encourage you. Do you really know it, right? I want to encourage you to see it not as this one and done thing, 
but this thing you're constantly refining, constantly refining and getting better at. So that is tip number one. And the reason why I've shared that first is because tip number two is actually about tackling one of these very specific fundamentals, a fundamental that I found to be so useful time and time again for my own singing, but for a lot of the clients that I've worked on. And this is an idea called finding and discovering the buzz. And why is this important? When you're listening to an awesome singer, right? And if you listen to a great singer, you'll notice a lot of them will have a very clear focus to the sound. They don't sound muddy. They sound like they're really kind of cutting through and they've got this kind of clear like quality to the voice. Now, a big reason behind that is a lot of their voice will have a great buzzing quality, a ring, a piercing metallic bite. No matter how you describe it, there's this thing that allows them to cut through with their voice. And you know, feel free to check out some of your favorite singers and see if they have that quality, that clarity, right? Even a lot of people when they're making music, right, they'll basically add effects to make it have that quality. So we know that is a very important quality when it comes to having a good voice. And so we've established that this buzz is this kind of ringy, this kind of metallic, this kind of, it's gonna make your voice sound better, but it's also gonna allow you to sing more clearly, right? How do we actually get to this buzz. A little exercise you can play around with is using the NG sound. So similarly, if I say sing, if I say sing and I hold out just the N part of that sound, I can find this really nice kind of ringy, buzzy, metallic quality somewhere here, right? Somewhere above the roof of my mouth, somewhere around there, right? And it doesn't have to be exactly the same case for you, but experiment with this, right? See if you can notice it. And so I go, sing, sing. I find this really nice kind of buzz up there and I try to access it again and again, right? See if I can do it. Because from there, I can then open my mouth, right? I just gently drop the tongue down because NG is your tongue kind of upright. I gently drop my tongue down, sing, sing. Sing. So then I open my mouth to the vowel and I get this really nice kind of buzzy quality. This is a concept you can actually find because when you start to apply it to a scale or a song, sing, sing, sing. When I was singing that, I was just trying to keep this kind of buzz into the sound. I was just trying to keep this buzz on the sound. And this allows my voice to phone it pretty easily, but also allows me to cut through and stay clear when I'm making a sound. So play around this idea of the buzz and remember tip number one, right? The fundamentals are something you wanna keep revisiting, keep mastering. It's not something that's one and done. And so even on day one, you know, as you're experimenting with this exercise, maybe even after this episode, you're playing around with it. Even if you don't feel it at the moment, that's okay keep revisiting, keep exploring, but just know that this concept exists and this idea exists as well. So this is tip number two, mastering the buzz. So tip number three, when it comes to practicing, when it comes to scheduling time to practice, don't use this all or nothing approach. Now, what, what I even mean by this, there seems to be this idea in the singing community or you know, people who are learning how to sing that you have to do a lot of practice in order to see results. You need to practice a whole bunch in order to see results or that there's a psychological barrier that, you know, you either practice for an hour or you don't practice at all. You skip it. You know, that five minutes is just not worth it. And I'm here to really debunk that belief. 
Because what I found from experience is, you know, you don't actually need a lot of time to get better at singing. Because depending on the level that you're working towards, you don't need to practice a whole lot in order to get the results that you want. If you're just starting off and you just want to get a bit better and be able to sing at a karaoke, be able to sing at your family gatherings, you don't need a whole bunch of practice in order to get there. You probably just need to find a deliberate way of practicing. You need to find things that actually work and help you. But a lot of my clients were working on 10 to 15 minute routines. Now, of course, if you want to aim high, if you want to you know, take things to the next level, I've worked with people who are professionals, right? And that obviously demands a whole nother level of work ethic. But if you're just starting off, right, you don't need to be putting in countless hours in order to see results. And if you're in the second boat where you're like, you know, I either practice for an hour or I don't practice at all. Five minutes is just not worth my time. I, I want to encourage you to change this attitude because I, you know, I've been through that before. I had had years of my life where, you know, I was actually practicing for like two, three hours, right? And on days where I couldn't fit that three hours into my schedule, I, I would just skip it and call it a day, right? But I want to encourage you to change the attitude here because even five minutes of deliberate focused practice, that can yield results. That can actually yield results. And to be honest, might even yield more results than that two to three hour practice every so often because you have the benefit of compounding, which means every time you go to practice for that five minutes, you get that 1% better. And then you sleep, your brain you know, does its wiring, does that learning, that, that, that whole kind of thing. And then day two, you come in and you do that five minutes again, you get 1% better. That three hour practice or that two hour, that one hour practice, that slightly longer session that you're practicing, that might only yield a 2% improvement. And you're doing that once a week. But if any of you know how compound interest works, you know that if you stack this 1% again and again and again, that's gonna yield way more improvement than that occasional two to three hour practice. So I encourage you to try this, right? Don't feel like you have to block off these lengthy amount of times in your schedule in order to practice. Sometimes all it takes is that five minutes, five minutes of focus and intention stacked on daily or stacked on very, very frequently. That's the thing that's going to help you improve. So the last tip, tip number four, and this is probably something you're not expecting, right? So I'm glad you made it to this part of the episode. This is probably something you, you might not be thinking all the time when it comes to learning how to sing. Tip number four is See if you can become aware of some of the self-talk or hidden beliefs that you've got about singing. Now, the reason why this is important is sometimes when I'm working with a newer client and, you know, they're not seeing progress, you know, they're, they're doing the exercises, but they're doing the exercises and they're not getting better. And you notice that they're getting a bit frustrated with singing. You notice they're getting a bit frustrated and maybe you've been in this boat before. One of the things that's really helped us overcome these challenges was becoming aware of the beliefs or the things that you say to yourself that you might not even be aware of at the moment, right? Because imagine this, every time you go to practice, every time you go and work on your singing, you tell yourself you can't sing. You tell yourself that you suck. You tell yourself that you're not going to get better, right? The interesting thing about the brain is your beliefs, your self-talk, they almost act as filtered glasses, right? Colored glasses, colored glasses, which, you know, when you look through them, they're going to make you see the world in a specific way. And so coming back to the example from the beginning, if you've always got this kind of colored lens of, I can't sing, I can't get better at singing. What that means is every time you go and practice, every time you work on your voice, your brain or your beliefs are going to automatically get you to focus on that, which means, you know, if you make a mistake, if you suddenly mess up when you're working on the song, your brain is going to tell you, I knew it. 
I knew you can't sing. I knew you can't get better at singing, right? This is what I've thought this whole time. So are you starting to see the problem of this, right? Which means even if you've got the right information, you've got someone guiding you, if those beliefs and those self-talk is still there, no matter what you're given, you're going to deflect like a shield because every time you make a mistake, every time something bad happens, it just reaffirms those beliefs. And so now that we know what these beliefs are and how they're actually holding us back, let's see if we can start to change them or at least become aware of them. So a little idea you can play around with here is write it down. Write this down. Grab a piece of paper, you know, grab a notebook, whatever it is, and at the very, very top of that piece of paper, just write down, I believe my voice slash singing and fill it out. Right? Be honest here, right? Whatever comes to your mind, just write them down. See if you can notice some of the thoughts that you've got. I believe my voice slash singing, and then you go for it. And as long as you're being truthful here, as long as you're being honest, you might notice some things might come up for you that you might not be aware of. Team, that wraps up these four tips. Number one, make sure you master the fundamentals. I also showed you an example of the fundamentals, which is this idea of the buzz. Tip number three was making sure when it comes to practicing, it's not this all or nothing approach. Right? Because if you do that, it's going to be very, very hard for you to make it work. And then tip number four is the hidden one. See if you can become aware of the beliefs, some of the self-talk you're actually giving yourself because they are indirectly affecting your singing all the time. And so apart from that team, remember you are not in this alone. This is something I help my clients with all the time. And so if you're looking to improve your voice faster, if you're looking to not feel stuck with you're singing, right? Then check out the link in the description. There are ways for how to get in touch with me and even how to work with me. So apart from that team, hope this episode has been useful. Remember, you are not your limitations. Take care.